Because pathologists are integral to patient care, they can contribute significantly to preventing and reducing medical errors. Understanding causes of patient safety errors is the first step in developing and implementing programs to reduce their occurrence, according to Dr. Deborah Fezak-Pizzini, editor of the book, Patient Safety and Anatomic and Clinical Pathology Laboratories. This book brings together concepts that are important for pathologists and laboratory medical professionals to know to contribute high reliability to their organizations. In this CAPCAST interview, Dr. Sezak Pizzini discusses the cognitive and human errors that can compromise patient safety and how pathologists can create a culture of safety, including designing and implementing effective training programs. Dr. Sezak Pizzini, there are very few books on patient safety specific to pathologists. Can you talk a bit about this book and the team of authors who helped you to write it? Thank you. To my knowledge, this is the first book on patient safety specifically for pathology. Pathologists and laboratory medical professionals play a critical role in diagnosis, both in regard to anatomic and clinical pathology. This book pulls together content from both anatomic and clinical pathology and how patient safety is integral in our practice of pathology. The team of authors are a diverse group of pathologists, many who are considered subject matter experts in their field, as well as noted experts in patient safety and quality. In addition, we have pathology residents contributing content to some of the chapters. This is essential since they are often involved in the reporting and analysis of various adverse events. Also, the trainees are critical in handoffs and transitions that happen shift to shift in healthcare, and a trainee's perspective on this process adds value to the book. Now, what are some of the most common causes of medical errors specific to anatomic pathology and laboratory medicine? As highlighted in the recent Institute of Medicine report, cognitive bias impacts all medical specialties and leads to misdiagnosis and medical error. The more we are aware of our own cognitive bias, the less likely we are to make these errors. One example of this bias is the lack of standardization in the interpretation of a biopsy from pathologist to pathologist. Another example in clinical pathology may be misinterpretation of a rarely seen organism, especially if a recent patient was diagnosed with the same organism. This is known as a form of cognitive bias known as anchoring. Cognitive errors may be classified as skill-based, role-based, and knowledge-based. A skill-based error that we frequently encounter in the laboratory are mislabeled specimens. A skill-based error in anatomic pathology may be a missing a small focus of tumor present on the slide or failure to get deeper levels to identify the area of tumor. Less frequent errors are rule-based where a pathologist may not properly complete a cancer template or fail to follow quality control rules in the laboratory. Lastly, knowledge-based errors may occur with ordering the wrong special stains or selecting the wrong laboratory test to confirm a diagnosis. What are the human factors that contribute to these errors? Human factors contributing to these errors may include fatigue, stress, ineffective communication, poor teamwork, tools and technology, the physical environment, and the organization. And how are the various regulatory bodies impacting patient safety efforts? Laboratory accrediting agencies, including the College of American Pathologists, help to provide a framework for requiring laboratories to achieve certain patient safety and quality standards. In addition, Joint Commission plays a large role in developing regulations that support efforts in patient safety. There are also non-accrediting agencies that play a role in patient safety advocacy and research, including the ECRI, Agency for Healthcare Research, the Institute of Medicine, the National Patient Safety Foundation, and Healthcare Performance Improvement. 
There are also state and federal requirements for reporting and analysis of patient safety adverse events that help advance the understanding of medical errors. Medical undergraduate and graduate training programs are also now requiring education and expectation of certain competencies around patient safety and adverse event analysis prior to even advancing in training levels. Finally, in writing your book, you evaluated patient safety training. What recommendations do you offer for improving training for seasoned staff and new practitioners? That's a really important question. I think you have to make patient safety a priority in your curriculum or in your workplace, and you have to develop a culture of transparency with regard to patient safety, where event reporting is encouraged and discussed. In this way, the workplace can become a true learning environment. Whether or not you practice at a training institution, we are all learners at some level and have so much to gain by sharing our experiences and even our mistakes. The commitment to improving systems needs to occur at all levels of the organization, and in this effort, everyone can contribute from the most seasoned staff to the new in practice. A culture that promotes patient safety is a key factor, and efforts towards a high-reliability organization can only occur where events are reported, analyzed, and addressed in a fair and just culture. Thank you, Dr. Sezak-Sazini, for discussing your book and this important topic. For more information on this research from CAP Prep, Patient Safety and Anatomic and Clinical Pathology Laboratories, go to eStore.cap.org and search for the title or Pub 316. Thank you for listening to this CAPcast, and be sure to listen to our other CAPcasts from the CAP on our SoundCloud channel at soundcloud.com forward slash pathologist. And we're also now on iTunes. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes by searching for the word CAPCAST in your iTunes store. Once you find our podcast, be sure to click the subscribe button so you don't miss any new CAPCAST.